G'day everyone, you guys are Pepe here and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, really coming out now, I'm really having a great time making this podcast and I want to thank you all for coming along. Today I want to talk about some of my favourite tools. Now, I've actually got some uh, some toys recently, I don't know if you quite call them tools, but uh, a couple of ones I want to be testing out. I've got a food saver um, device, it's not actually food saver brand, but it's the kind that vacuum seals bags and um, seals them as well, so it vacuum vacuums out the air and then seals them as well and it has an attachment and I've just recently with some money I got for business purchased some of the lids that you can put onto mason jars and attach to the uh, food saver to suck air out of them as well so uh, they'll be coming hopefully before the end of January so I'll be doing a video on those the videos are starting to come together there'll be lots more out very soon so keep an eye on those ones now, but today I want to talk about some of my favorite tools. And I made a bit of a list here because I know, uh, you know, top five lists on the internet are popular. So I thought I'd do one of those for a change. And um, I've got my top five uh, favorite tools. Uh, at number five, we have the, I'm trying to get the name, pronounce it right, the mandolin slicer. I think this one's a great tool for in the kitchen, particularly as I'm going to be getting into more dehydrating uh, very soon. How uh, being able to slice Things like apple and other things you want to dehydrate nice and thin and consistently is very important. And when you've got a job when you need, uh, like making um, potato gratin or something like that, uh, you know, like um, scalloped potatoes, getting them all nice and thin and the same size makes cooking much, much easier. Uh, it's also great because my one has, I think they all, most of them do, it has an option to buy things into really thin slices as well. And you can do slightly larger ones. I think they're a little bit too thin for potato chips, in my opinion. I don't have a large enough uh, blade on it for, for that. But if I'm doing something like vegetable patties, they're absolutely great to, to get it done really quickly too. I usually put mine over my large Pyrex glass bowl and I grate up my potatoes and I usually soak them in some water with some salt. And I also then grate up zucchini, carrot, all the other vegetables you want to chuck in there. You can do quite a few different things. Add some corns, quite nice actually. And then you mix in some grated cheese, breadcrumbs, a couple of eggs, uh, a little bit of flour too if you're having trouble getting them to stick together. And then you form them into little patties and fry them up in some oil and they come out really nice. A little bit extra recipe there for you guys. So definitely the mandolin slicer is one that I use quite a bit. I do have this one that you can slap shut the, the lid and it uh, pushes whatever's in there through little holes, uh, square ones. And this one is much better for making chips. So... Maybe that would be an honourable mention is one of these uh, slap choppers, one that's on a hinge. Uh, number four on my list is a survival stick, and I've actually been working on a DIY model. It's definitely in the sort of beta testing phase at the moment, but I've got some really cool ideas for that, and I've been checking out some other videos on YouTube about other people making their own versions of survival sticks, so there'll be more information to come on this soon. A little preview, though, of what I've basically done is... I've gotten a garden stake from Bunnings. It's one sort of uh, plastic uh, combination, plastic metal. I think it's plastic coated on the outside and metal on the inside. And they're designed to, to stake down in your garden, but I've uh, added some extra things to it. And I usually take it when I'm out walking the dogs. So I take one of several different sticks that I have. And when I'm walking the dogs, I've even walked right past the police station while the police are pulling out. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, this should be interesting if they're going to stop and ask me about my stick. Uh, but no, they sort of just let me walk straight past a couple of times. Um, clearly, I'm not as threatening, perhaps looking, as I think I, I am sometimes. Uh, but yeah, the survival stick, I think, got some definite potential. 
Having some sort of stick when you're walking, I think, is always a good idea. Whether you're hiking or just going over terrain that's uh, more suburban, having something to help to steady yourself. To you know, if someone was to be aggressive, you could use it to create a barrier, push something away, use it to knock something out of a tree, uh, reach something that's far away. Obviously, that's more of a you know something that has a claw on it. But being able to just to stabilize yourself, and if you're are hiking, then you want something that's a bit longer, a bit taller than you are. So when you're going downhill, you can place the stick down in front of you and help yourself down from a higher position. They can also be used for measuring the depth of uh, water if you have to do some sort of crossing through uh, unknown uh, depth of water. They can be very handy for that as well. Number three on my list of my favorite tools is the Humble Headlamp. Now, these are worth spending a couple of extra bucks on. You can get one for 2 or $3, but they, they tend to fall apart. Uh, I usually find the battery compartment on those ones are not particularly good. And you pay a bit more, like the $10, $15 range. You can usually pick them up actually from the electrical section in uh, most Safeways. Uh, there's seen quite a few good ones there. I've always got uh, one or two around me, one usually in my drawer next to me, and um, one in my EDC. The headlamp I prefer over torches usually because it allows for a hands-free operation. You can have it on your head. You can point it down usually. Most of them are adjustable so you can flip them downwards to be looking at what you're doing in front of you. Uh, they don't necessarily put off as much light around you as a lamp, um, as a lantern might. And it won't shine light usually as far as other ones. But I usually like to keep my, my profile as low as possible considering I'm already cast a huge silhouette wherever I walk anyway. So having some light that's a bit more subtle, although being six foot five, having a lamp lamp in my head turns me into a bit of a lighthouse probably. So I'm probably not as subtle as I think I am. But uh, being able to have your hands free, particularly if you're already walking the dogs, like I often am, and then my other hand with my survival stick, uh, then yeah, having the option to have a light on my head is very useful. I've also found it quite useful when I'm searching in a cupboard. If the cupboard isn't well lit, then you can have your lamp on your head. I've actually been working on another idea for a different type of light source that rather on your head is on a different part of your body. But I'm not going to go into that just yet because I don't know if it's got maybe some legs for an invention idea. Uh, Number two on my list here is the mobile phone. I can't not include the mobile phone on this list because it can be used as an amazing tool, not just for scrolling through social media and looking up the weather, uh, but also you can pack a whole lot of really good free or inexpensive apps on your phone. I know a lot of people begrudge paying any money for apps, and I am one of those people. However, when you put down the price to like 2 or $3, that's less than a cost to get a cup of coffee. Uh, we are going to be doing an episode very soon about my favorite mobile phone apps. There's some really useful ones, some of them for identifying edible plants, uh, some for checking out um, the local emergencies and uh, traffic conditions, as well as ones for a, a simple compass app, which can show you which way you're, you're supposed to be heading. And then drum roll. So drum roll noise here. Uh, number one on my list of my favorite tools absolutely has to be my Leatherman Wave multi-tool. It was a present for my wife quite a few years back, and I've taken very good care of it. I do have a habit of uh, losing things and you know misplacing them, and I've been very good with this one. I always know where it is, and it's usually on my, ba- on my belt with either my cargo shorts or my cargo pants, and I cannot tell you the number of times where someone said, oh, can you help me do this, or can you do that, or help, this is stuck. And I just pulled out my, my moldy tool, flipped it open, and uh, the pliers. I probably use the most, I think. Um, if something is stuck, 
Uh, it doesn't need adjusted. It also has uh, a normal screwdriver, uh, Phillips and flathead, and a precision one as well. And uh, it does have a serrated blade. It has a, a flat edge or a straight edge blade. It also even has a file in there, a little pair of scissors, which you think, oh, you know, scissors on a multi-tool. No, these are actually quite sharp and have kept their, their sharpness for quite some time. Uh, one thing I still haven't practiced with and gotten used to and something I really do want to get better at doing is uh, sharpening blades. So I've got actually a couple of blades. I've even got some honing oil just recently. So that's going to be really exciting when I get to practice. But I'm not going to practice on my Leatherman. I do have another knife uh, that you will see when you check out my video coming out soon on um, EDC bags. I can see the little fold-out blade that I've got in there. I'm probably going to practice on that one because that was fairly cheap from somewhere like J-Car. I think you can think J-Car would normally have those kinds of things. I, I don't know if it was something they only sometimes have, but uh, definitely a multi-tool slash fold-out blade. Um, once again, the fold-out blade's a little bit less legal to carry. Um, so I don't want to get myself in trouble there by suggesting that. But definitely multi-tool is something you, I think, personally, that you could get away with having on you with the right kind of explanation, as we've mentioned in podcasts prior to this. Uh, a few honorable mentions. I do have some new kitchen gadgets and some old kitchen gadgets that I'll have to include in the honorable mentions list. They're definitely nowhere near number one. They definitely become after or before, I should say, the Mandela Slicer. Mandolin. I can never get the name right. It's called the Mandalorian. Jeez. But uh, I've got quite. A, I do quite a bit of baking and cooking, so I've got a whole kitchen full of you know gadgets. The uh, salad spinner is a good one. What um, else? My, my my good trusty flour sifter. Very important to sift flour when you're doing stuff in the kitchen. I've got a nice, simple, relatively cheap stand mixer. It's been very, very useful. Uh, obviously, I would like one of the uh, fancy uh, mixers, but uh, I work with what I've got, and that's always the best way to go is with what you've got. I've also recently just picked up for a really good price a air fryer, and this one's sort of a the larger one with a it looks kind of like a mini oven, really. And you can do things like baking and broiling and uh, dehydrating, which I'm very excited about. And I said, think I've said very excited several times in this thing. I get excited by tools and I get excited by cooking. It had several shelves of dehydrating. We did some chips in it the other night and they turned out really good. Just got to sort of adjust my recipe a bit and maybe do it in a bit of a different way. The chips may be a bit overdone, but uh, you've got to learn, you've got to practice. And any time you don't succeed, it's just a lesson. Uh, like Thomas Edison in the light bulb, I think it's about 117 attempts. And he didn't say that he failed 117 times. He just learned 117 ways to how not to make a light bulb. Uh, so I try and remember that is you've got to keep trying and keep trying. And the final honorable mention, and it's not really, once again, it's not really a tool, it's more of an appliance, but I really love my slow cooker. It's a, it's an older model, but it's pretty decent size. I love chucking in some chicken and um, jarred tomato passetti and some tins of tomatoes and some olives and doing a slow cooked pulled chicken. It's beautiful. I absolutely love that. So let me know in the comments of the YouTube video when it comes out. We do about uh, favorite tools. What are your favorite tools and why? I'd really be interested to know. And what tools do you think I should get to add to my collection? Until then, and as always, if you can't be the gray man, be the big man. See you.